0: And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight here on Radio Lebanon and 96.2 FM. Yes, it is Friday. It is a Friday, TGIF, um, and this is our second official episode of Script to Screen Spotlight. Uh, we've got a brand spec, I mean, I mean, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, the stuff we're going we're gonna to be talking about on this show. Um, again, just a quick reminder, Spotlight is the um, branch of our show or segment of our show or spin-off of our show, you know, whatever you want to label it, uh, where... Um, my co-host and I uh, focus on a particular topic, or a filmmaker, a producer, a screenwriter, yada yada yada. Um, but there, you know, the spotlight is literally us putting a spotlight on specific things, whether it be, again, like I said, a filmmaker, their work, uh, a specific topic that we feel very strongly about. Um, and on top of that, we have a third segment on the show. Um, where it's either going to be uh, uh, an unforgettable scene that both my co-host and I want to talk about, whether it be related to the topic or the filmmaker or the actor, etc. Or uh, uh, it's going to be a segment we like to call Second Chance, uh, which is where um, uh, each of us essentially try to convince the other as to why we should give a particular movie a second chance now i've been saying we for a long time now so uh join me in welcoming the person that i cannot do this without the co-host the co-captain the one the only odd so oh wait solo to my chewbacca almost forgot that the one the only odd solo
1: hey 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 alan hello screeners Thank God it's Friday. I know. A- and what a way to kick off the weekend. Exacto mundo. Yeah, talking about movies. Talking about movies. And series. We never say that enough. We, we yeah. always over-focus on movies. Yeah, we do. movies
0: and series. And series. And series. I mean, it ex- it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, you know, the, the new seasons of shows should be uh, starting soon. Exactly. Uh, it, it's exciting. It's Is there exciting. anything
1: you're excited about? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: cool. Cool cool, go, cool. Go, cool 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 cool. Uh of course, Brooklyn 99. I I'm, you know, I, I was pumped to hear about the Expanse getting saved by Amazon. True. Um, so I am super excited about that. I'm almost done uh, uh, binge watching the the seasons I wa- uh, I missed. Yeah. Uh because it's a, a season and a half that I missed. So like half a season 2 and then 3 <laughs> cuz I heard that was getting canceled. I was like, "Oh, forget it." And then it was like yeah. Amazon saves the day. And I'm like, "Bah, okay." Oh. Yeah, basically so um i got I got super excited about that, and so um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting uh you know, a uh, new season season, you know, like a season premiere season is is my favorite it's like everything's coming back, routines are back in play, it's like yeah, you know, the fall season, it's like summer is done, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah yeah, summer's done. Summer's over. Back to
1: school. Back to uni. Yeah. Well, not everyone's back to uni. Not but everyone. So some I think AUBLU are probably back in uni. Yeah and, and yeah. Others will follow in a while.
0: And then the fall season also ushers in those uh, you know the fall blockbusters. Yeah. So that's uh, that's always I, fun. I hope they're
1: quite better than the summer blockbusters yeah, summer we've was, had. Yes, summer was
0: dull. Honestly, we've, we've discussed that enough.
1: Yeah yeah. I wasn't I wasn't impressed. The 2018 summer is not going to be very memorable. But just with a very few. Moves. Mm-hmm.
0: But Fallout, Fallout, Fallout,
1: Fallout, and <laughs> Infinity War, and Infinity War. Does that count as summer though? I think so. It was yeah. uh, May it was released in May. Does, is that is that the kickoff of the, in the, the yeah, US? yeah, that is
0: that is summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, Infinity War and and Fallout, the most memorable, I think, aside yeah. from those indie movies that came yes. out that that are yeah. that are that are super super good. Um. So uh, episode two of Spotlight. Yep. Right. Feels great. Feels, feels amazing. Feels awesome. Um so uh let's let's just uh dive right in. Um we're going to we're going to uh, serenade you guys with with a track that is essentially going to lead us into the first of our spotlights the First spotlight of our show, uh, which is entitled Almost Famous. And uh Koinky Dinky, um, the song comes from Almost Famous. Good uh, movie. Very good movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. Yeah. Uh Kate Hudson in her prime. Yes. I think it was also
1: Cameron Crowe at his peak.
0: Yeah. Directing. Very true, very true. Because after that he kind of kinda, he kinda uh, just went downhill. Yeah.
1: It's yep, sad absolutely. when that happens.
0: Yep, it's almost it, like one-hit wonders. Yes, wow. it, it's kind of a good setup yeah, to yeah, it, uh, yeah. what's to come. Brilliant. So, in today's uh, spot, first spotlight, um, we decided, uh, like I said, it is entitled "Almost Famous." So, we decided we're going to pick um, an actor or a director and kind of discuss that. You know how they fit into that "almost famous." Kind of category, you know. Uh, they almost made mm. it big time. Yeah. They, um, um, or, or they might have been big at one point, and then suddenly just also went downhill. Yeah, exactly. So they were almost famous. Yes. Um, so, uh, Had, Why don't you go ahead and tell
1: us who you chose? I don't think so. I, I don't know if people are gonna get that that reference. It's actually we're gonna be talking about. Yeah, it's
0: almost uh, like uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Or the ah with the hands. Ah! Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, we're gonna be talking I about. I made
0: my family disappear. <laughs> well,
1: that, that, I think that was every kid's dream at some point. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and we're, ta- we're we're talking about no 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 nah, no one else than no one other. No, no one other than no one N- else than no, no one. one we're talking about Mr. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, shout out to the Macaulay Culkin. The, of course, the star of Home Alone One and Two.
0: Yep. Uh, and um, um, my, Uncle Buck. He, he started in Uncle yeah, Buck. Yeah, he started Uncle Buck, and then he did Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Yeah, he had My Girl. My Girl. He had... Ugh.
1: Me. Yeah, oh my... That was... Breaketh
0: uh, My Hearteth. That was, a, that was a
1: hard movie to watch. <laughs> it was. Because so, it, it was a happy movie, and then suddenly... Kevin dies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> like, the, the kid dies. <laughs> you know? And, and who can forget Richie Rich? Richie Rich, for sure. And then he just... It, it was, went... Kaput. Terrible after that bye For, bye, for Macaulay Culkin Sayonara Yeah, this is sort of What happens when uh, uh, You know, kids get famous
1: <laughs> Yeah, a, lo- a lot of kids In Hollywood That, that have that uh, fame At a young age Don't seem to, to cope with it throughout the, the yeah. rest of their lives and at some it's point sad. disappear. Is it parents uh, mismanaging Well, we know them? for a fact
0: that Macaulay Culkin yeah. had a very, I mean, had a horrible father. Yeah, true. Um, you know, who tried to completely micromanage his life. Exactly, take advantage
1: of, mm-hmm. of the popularity of his son. But he, Macaulay Culkin, I guess in the 90s, was the child star. I mean, yeah, With, big uh, time. Like, absolutely. He was in Michael Jackson videos, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of product placement. Mm-hmm
0: and and he, he do fantastic films yeah. that you still watch every christmas yeah
1: yeah I, I, not a christmas passes without me watching oh, yeah. uh, home alone at least home alone one i do like home alone too but for me the the first one is yeah i mean i i
0: am a Slightly bigger fan than uh, uh of Home Alone two, uh, and I think it's the ending of Home Alone two that that kills me. The, 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 the tree, bird, the bird lady, not just the bird lady, but just like his mom finding him in front of the trees and him running down. You got the swell of music. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's like the first ending, but a little more epic. You know, yeah,
1: the, the first ending was very soft and yeah. at home, and Kevin is sorry, looking mom. Him. You know, and like then he comes yeah. and, yeah Yeah And Kevin grew up To become Jigsaw No but that's, that's <laughs> Something else <laughs> There's a fan theory Online by the Whoa That would make cr- So much sense yeah, They say that Oh lord Because Kevin was Traumatized as a kid Yes And uh, he grows up And catches People who've done Bad things Because in Saw that Oh people my were tortured. goodness That's so and twisted And he likes Setting traps <laughs> And so on He's uh, Oh man he, That's insane He talks about it On the Tonight Show Or one of those Late night shows It's, it's quite funny Well
0: he has a a uh, podcast now. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah, um, I mean he's uh it's him and, and a friend of his. It's called uh Bunny Ears something along those lines. Um but it's on Apple Podcasts. I know that yeah. for a fact. And I know he did like one or two indie films yeah. uh um recently, not just before, yeah, but he, like, he, he did them he did a a, a few uh films he, recently he, as he well. He had
1: a, he had a film I think in 2004 with the Mandy Moore and uh I forgot who, but it was called Saved and he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm saying post this. After he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before that. So he disappeared for a while mm-hmm, and then he did mm-hmm. that and then he re and then uh, had a few indie films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I... I, I mean, he hasn't been... It, it hasn't been anything, you know, where we would have liked to see him. Yeah. Because I, I feel like... I, I know for a while there was a lot of drug use and there was a lot of, you know, like just not great issues that, that he went into. And this is just just a lot. It
1: it was a lot. And I think he growing up got offered less roles or different roles. Yeah. Because as a kid, he was the cute kid, the wise ass, you know, that kind of sneaky little guy. And he grew up and people became less interested too. And and then things went down. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's it's really sad when that happens. It, uh, yeah, I mean, but then again, uh, this is this is uh, this is Hollywood. Yeah, this is what happened. Hollywood. Um, so, for my pick, are you done yeah, with yours? Pretty much. I mean, I I
1: don't think there's much more to say about uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, we wish him
0: the best. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, like I I I hope to see him kind of try to. Kind of get back into the game Ma- a little
1: bit. Maybe TV, maybe like a kind of yeah, that wouldn't Netflix kind of show that would that would work. Yeah. I think he has a rock band too, by the way.
0: He did. He yeah. did have a band. He's At not. One point. Yeah, he's not in it. Yeah. Get back when he was dating uh, Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis yeah. yeah.
1: Mrs. Ashton Kutcher.
0: Is she the current Mrs. Ashton? Uh, isn't Kutcher? she? No, I don't. Yes, no. yes, she is. She, yes is. she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Whoa, that's 70s show. Wow. We, uh, we went
1: through time in the yeah, like 70s yeah,
0: and 90s. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, we did. Wow. So um, um, back to 2005. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick for Almost Famous is director James McTeague. Yes. Who actually is the director of uh, V for Vendetta. Yep. Um, Fantastic. Which is, I think, yeah. And it's the only film that really kind of hit. Uh, um, Mm. big time for him. Because he's done... I mean, after V for Vendetta, he did Ninja Assassin. Yes. Which, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't a great film. Mm. And then he did The Raven. Then he did Survivor. uh, 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 Most recently, this year, he did Breaking Breaking In. In. Um, But He also directed uh, The Invasion with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Which, I mean, it, it was... I mean, again, it wasn't as... None of the movies Effective you named. Effective as, as V for Vendetta. I mean, yeah. the only one that you can kind of, you know, you say V for Vendetta and immediately you go, remember, remember, the yeah. 5th of November. So you mention all the other movies and you're like, I remember like maybe scenes or shots, but nothing that's so impactful. Yes. Whereas V for Vendetta was just. It's a gem of a film. I mean, it's it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I think it's one of Natalie Portman's greatest performances in this film. The score is so great. Um, But again, you had people like the Wachowskis kind of backing him up. Yeah. Because it is kind of it's with them. They were producers, I think. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I thought they were directors at one point, but then no, they yes, yeah they yeah. didn't they didn't direct it. But yeah. it, it feels very Wachowski. Yeah. Um. Um. But he he is kind of a one hit wonder. Like he did this film. He did V for Vendetta, and then everything after that just got you know more mm. and more B film and B film and B film. And the invasion had. I mean, he had two great leads, but the film wasn't as great as, you know, or as impactful, like I said, as V for Vendetta or, uh, you know, uh, Ninja Assassin. He was, I think, stylistically, he tried to uh, mm. implement V for Vendetta a little bit because of the way the slow motion and the yep. fighting and all that stuff. Um, uh, the edit of Ninja Assassin is really good. I, I mean, I like it because I'm... I'm mm. Secretly, I like ninjas a lot, so I don't, you know... <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up, so... Uh, I'm a big fan of ninjas. And cowabunga dude. Cowabunga dude. Um, so I'm a big fan of, of ninjas and, and fight choreography and all that stuff. So on that end, I think Ninja Assassin was was good when it came to the fight sequences and all that stuff. Yeah. But as a film as a whole, it's just not that great. Um, and again, like I said earlier, none of them as impactful as V for Vendetta. But then it's 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 interesting how sometimes directors just get that one film that kind of places them on the map. Sometimes after that, they build up. And then other times they just kind of fall flat.
1: And the funny thing I think was it was his first film directing. Yeah. He hadn't done anything previously. No. He started off at he's the top. Saying, I mean,
0: you start how could you start with V for Vendetta and just, then go just downhill. spiraling down? Retire. Sp- do it and retire. Spiral downhill after that. It's just it's just, it's insane to me no, no. how that can happen. Um uh, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, he he's someone V for Vendetta is so It's so well-constructed. I think, uh, um, uh, you know, when you look at the mise-en-scene, you look at the cinematography, you look at the way James McTeague actually constructed the film and structured the film and, and, uh, you know, those small details. I mean, having to direct someone like... um, Oh no! Please don't do this to me right now. Hugo Weaving. That's it. Thank you. Right. Uh, having to direct someone like Hugo Weaving, who you don't see his face, mm-hmm. so it's it's literally a, a miming performance. So being able to handle that and and uh, um, direct in a way where the the whatever performance is coming out of Hugo Weaving is something that is uh, engaging and and uh, you you really connect with the character mm-hmm. and you understand where the character is coming from. I mean, this is a film that's literally promoting rebellion. And, and vigilantism mm-hmm. is, is what it's doing. Um, it's a revolution, Yes, you know? Uh, so, um, again, I, you know, for me, it's like somebody like that, when you go from directing a film like this, it's so well crafted and, and the mise-en-scene and the vision and the color palette and all that stuff. Um, and then you go and do things like the invasion and Ninja Assassin. It just gets worse and worse. And then now, recently directing Breaking In. I mean, really? I have a
1: question. Uh, Sense8 is uh, by the Wachowski, Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Yeah. Too. So he's, he's directed five episodes of that. And I feel... Oh, interesting. I feel that he seems to be at his best when he's working when with When he's working with
0: them, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, you see, in television, directors don't really get that much cr- limelight. Yeah. You, know you know what I mean? Um, um, I, I, now I'm curious, because I don't remember reading his name. I'm curious to see if they actually have the titles of the episodes he's directed, because I would be interested to see if they were probably uh, uh, some of my favorite episodes. He was actually a second unit director on The Matrix as well. well. Okay, that, that
1: makes a lot of sense.
0: See? So, so I mean, it's interesting how some directors just do better when they're surrounded by the right people. I think we talked about this last week when you have a
1: combination of like a director and an actor or people working together mm-hmm. that whole system mm-hmm. and that brings out the best in people. Uh, I I mean, I think if he wants to uh, rise from the ashes... Yep, do something with the Wachowski yeah, again. Yeah, do... Because they've kind of come, also gone... Uh, under the radar, like slightly, they haven't had any huge, massive.
0: Aside from hits. Sensei, yeah. yeah.
1: So maybe a collaboration between uh, the three would be very interesting. Uh, that would that would be awesome. I think I think that could kick off, like rejuvenate both their
0: careers. Yeah, that would. Be, I think that would be that would be on point. That would be so on point if that were to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it's very interesting because uh, w- it's just the right people. You know, when you're surrounded with the right yeah. people. Exactly, you know yeah. this show. Yeah. I mean, this show was was slightly going downhill for me, and then I brought in the right person. Aww, Aww. so here's what's happening. We we just heard we just heard this track, um, the Home Loan theme, and. Um, you know, for all you out there streaming, when you're listening to us on Angami, you don't get to hear the music that we hear all the time on the show. So, um, but everybody that's here listening to us live, you just heard the theme with us. And I think it's been such a long time since I've actually just listened to the music of this film. And at one point I'm looking over to Hadi. (laughs) Hadi's like, I'm about to cry. It's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful uh, a piece of music Absolute. It's so heartfelt So heartwarming You can't You just get all the feels um, And it's funny because I know we're gonna go off On a little bit of tangent here But it's okay yeah, yeah. It's the spotlight episode It's Friday So who cares um, But um, I was just having this discussion With my dad yesterday Because yesterday I got home Okay Um Okay, I, I had a few beers in me, but I wasn't, like, completely... Uh, I wasn't drunk or anything, but, um, so, but But my defenses were down, let's just yep. say that. So I walk in, and he's... It turns out he's been watching The Return of the King. Okay. Okay? So I walk in at literally the scene where uh, Frodo's about to get on the boat. hmm Okay? And maybe, like, a few a few scenes... Like, maybe one scene before that, but it, it was leading to that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so I put my stuff down, and I sit down, and that moment comes where Gandalf turns around and says, Frodo? And then the hobbits look at Frodo, and I just bawl. I am in tears. It is ridiculous. I'm literally, like, I'm like baw- Like, it's not even like I'm tearing, no, no, no. This was a cry fest. Yeah. And I was looking, and my dad was like, right, but what's going on? I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. The scene kills me every mm-hmm. time. It's just the power, and that's kind of what I'm leading to the music of John Williams, but, like, it's insane to me how sometimes, um, and I almost feel like this is why we did the Unforgettable Scenes segment on the show, on the Spotlight shows, but it's insane to me how sometimes one scene has that much power to... Break down, break through your defenses. I wasn't even there for the beginning of the film. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I've been watching The Return of the King or anything. I walked in literally at the end and could not but fall apart. The moment Frodo has to say goodbye to Sam, I'm donezo. I'm Mm -hmm. dead. It's R.I.P. I'm like, literally, I'm falling back. I've got my hands in the tomb. I'm dead. Uh, it, It kills me. And... You know, you when you said I'm about to cry because of the music, it just reminded me of that. That yeah. sometimes, this is the power of cinema. This is the this is why we love what we do. This is why we love movies so much. Is because when you're watching a film, whether it be the music, the story, the acting, whatever it is, whatever element it is, you're living through an experience, an emotional experience that you. Cannot experience anywhere else in the world doing anything else. You can't do that with with when you go to a concert. It's not a. It's not the same. It's not the same when you're looking at an art piece. It's not the same when you're in the theater. It's not the same. Something about movies is just, nah.
1: Yeah, I. I- I just want to say something else. I, I know we're going off topic a bit, yeah. but it's okay. Well, yeah, it it's fine. Co- it's fine. Take a couple of minutes. It's okay. I I want to talk about the power of music in films. Yeah. Because I think people don't appreciate and n- notice they they, they, they they listen to soundtracks to the the, the people singing mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. but the music itself done by the composers, I think by regular moviegoers, is so underappreciated. Absolutely. So if you're out there, I'm going to ask you for a favor. Uh, go online, uh, go on and Ramy, go anywhere and try to find a soundtrack of a movie, uh, of your a, favorite film, whatever a your film, favorite a film, 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 yeah. you like, and, and uh, the music resonates somewhere in your head. And just go l- listen to, to 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 that music and see how much effort and how hard it it was to to get to that to to build. Uh, when composers get. Uh, to start working on on the music of the film. The film is shot, is done, and -hmm. they have these uh, visuals on a screen, Mm -hmm. and they have to build the puzzle. They have to make it all work. And people don't realize the effort and how hard it is, and how underappreciated these these people are. Me and you love Williams and so many other composers: Williams,
0: Howard Shore, uh, uh, James Horner, uh, the, Michael the, Giacchino, um, the, the, the uh, Shape of Water. Uh,
1: what's his name? Oh, Alexandre Desplat. Desplat. Oy, 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 yeah yeah yeah. So And I'm sure we're going to do an episode talking about composers. Yeah, well, and, definitely. And we've had uh, some episodes, uh, the
0: score, script yeah, to script score. Yeah, script to score, which is our, our new spinoff, yep. which we're focusing mostly yep. on this. And this is why we, you know, we could be playing any any music in the world. We could be playing any popular song on our radio show. But we have we decided, we made it an, an effort to decide that, um, and this was way back when the show originated in the, in the very beginning, I always wanted to simply play f- music from films, whether yeah. it be a soundtrack or a score. Yeah. I wanted to focus on, on the music of, of, of cinema, the music of movies, B- because again, um, on, on the first off it's, it's the only, um, um, in parentheses we're going to, or in quotations, it's the only popular, uh, orchestral, uh, 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 music that is out there. I mean, if it weren't for Hollywood right now or movies in general, orchestral music would be null and void yeah, yeah. because nobody is going back. I mean, some people are but very few, you know, it? but nobody goes and listens to like Mozart or Tchaikovsky or, or Beethoven or or you know, uh, other composers Chopin, uh, mm. uh, Chopin. Um, you know, like nobody's listening to them anymore. What you are listening to if you want to listen to orchestral music is you're either listening to game game scores, yeah. video game scores, which are also becoming very epic, True. or you're listening to TV show or uh, uh, cinema scores. Yeah. Um, and, and, cinema scores and video games, cause TV shows don't no- normally go into the orchestral that much. It's mostly, mm. it's done digitally, uh, because of time. Um, whereas, uh, g- video games and, and cinema, th- there's a lot of time and effort put into, uh, the orchestral, uh, sound of, of, um, whether it be the game or the film. Um, and... It is underappreciated, and I I absolutely agree with it. There's an exercise that I do in my art of film class, whenever we hit on the sound element uh, in my art of film class, I always play a random track. I don't tell the students where it's from, what film it's from. I just play a random track, and I have them close their eyes, and then write down whatever they feel, whatever they see. It could be colors, it could be uh, scenes, it could be emotions. Just write down everything. And, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, the majority of them are coming very close to what the actual scene was and I'm like this is the power of music if it wasn't for the composer building for the uh, melancholy or the contentment or the adventure or the whatever if it wasn't for that for these uh, audio cues you would not have a full cinematic experience oh definitely And 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 then to prove that what I do is I end up playing a scene on screen, and I turn off the audio, and I'm like, enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And then I turn on the audio, and you hear, whether it be the thunder and the battle and the whatever, and then I turn it off again. I'm like, you notice sound and how important sound is to if, cinema. If you think about it, the, the, the early movies had music.
1: There was no yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. Everything was through music, and you had those black uh, things on the screen with the sentences. Uh, he says this. Yeah, the title cards. That, yeah, yeah, the title cards. And it was music. Mm-hmm. And that's what's lived on and evolved, and the power of music.
0: Appreciate it, guys. Listen to soundtracks. And even now, Ryan Johnson. And I, I think I told you this. Ryan Johnson for the Last Jedi on the Last Jedi Blu-ray yeah. has a version of the film just music without any anything yeah. except for the music. It's mm. literally the silent version of the Last Jedi mm. with Williams's score. Wow, which. The moment I buy that Blu ray, that is the first thing I want to watch because it could be a very interesting experience, yeah, I think. Definitely. Tangent done? <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a good, not a rant. Yeah, it wasn't a rant, it but it was, was a complete sidetrack over what we wanted to discuss. Speaking of Star Wars, Speaking of Star and, Wars, special Wars effects and special effects. And our second spotlight uh, uh, is actually entitled, Are We Over CGI Yet? And this comes to us inspired due to the fact that, um, uh, you know, this summer we saw probably one of the best action films since Mad Max Fury Road. Um, which was Mission Impossible Fallout. And the reason why it was so good was because it was so real. Like nothing about it, even if they did have, and I'm sure they had some CGI moments, they were not oversaturated in the film. Um, It wasn't an over, um, like uh, the use of CGI was very limited. Um, And as much as I love Infinity War, the other day I was watching it with my dad and I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, my goodness, is there a lot of CGI. Mm -hmm. And then I saw some of the making of, which I want to show. I want to give you that because the making of is insane. They said the film has um, 3,000 shots in it. The whole film has 3,000 shots in it. And uh, 2,100 of those shots are CGI. Are CGI. (laughs) So when you think of the number, that means there's 900 shots that are practical.
1: Well, they're all the scenes with Thanos, <laughs> and
0: everything else is CGI. And vision. It's just like, um, okay. And rockets. So, and so why did it take you guys so long to actually shoot the film? <laughs> like, but, but,
1: but I think like with Infinity War, the CGI was done properly.
0: I mean, yeah. So, some you have to consider. Yes, sure, sure. So,
1: some movies have better CGI than others. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, but as you were saying, Fallout was done because of the actual effects, the, the actual human stunts, and and the human filming and everything, and it was such a powerful movie. And, and we've talked about the, the the conversion, the the mix of uh, CGI and practical effects, yeah, which marriage. I think is yeah. is good. And the most recent example was uh, Jurassic World. Uh, Yeah, I
0: mean, Jurassic World, but you've also got, you've also got uh, the Star Wars films have gone back to using a lot of animatronics and and, uh, prosthetics. uh, But I'm talking about like since we
1: started the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so, so that would be the most recent one. But definitely Star Wars has taken a step in the Mm -hmm. right
0: direction. Instead of over infusing CGI like Like, Lucas did did in in the the prequels. prequels, The one,
1: two, three. It was too much. Yeah. I I think DC uses a lot of CGI and it, it, it. does backfire in some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as good. It's it's not as good because you get distracted, I think watching a scene and you're like that looks really fake or mm-hmm. that doesn't look mm-hmm. real and and your your focus which should be on the story or on that specific scene or on the dialogue just goes on the CGI of
0: the whole thing. Right, right. Um but then again it's done a lot. It it's, is done a lot. a lot. It's helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I almost feel like Peter Jackson did the same thing that Lucas did. Like he the, did the yeah. Lord of the Rings and then he went to do the prequels of the Lord of the Rings, which are infused with, with. I mean, the Hobbit trilogy looks like a freaking cartoon. It looks like I, a kid's thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like it, a, it doesn't, I mean, it does not measure up no. anywhere near the the, the power Of the Lord of the the Rings. Uh, And instead of doing uh, um, prosthetic orcs, he did CGI orcs. And it was just, yeah, it's just sad that he opted to do that versus um what he did in in the Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if it was because they had a lower budget, I, I, you know, because because again CGI does tend to make things a lot cheaper. a lot um and and too. a lot faster yeah. and and easier. It's like, "Oh, okay, we'll just, you know, add this in post," yep. you know. Um but again, it cheapens it, I mm-hmm. think. Um I was extremely disappointed with with The Hobbit, for example, yeah, yeah. um because I was like this this doesn't nothing about this seems as grounded in a reality as as uh, the Lord of the Rings was when we first were introduced to Middle Earth yeah. in in the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, although there is a lot of CGI in in Lord of the Rings, but it's g- g- grounded. They, they,
1: I don't know what it is. It's just w- more grounded. They've chosen where to use the CGI yeah. and where to use actual people and and how to combine it and and to, for for the story to be better. Uh, there's a movie I remember uh, Gladiator has some CGI the, the mm-hmm. whole arena yeah, there's actually yeah. one quarter of the arena with actual people and the rest is CGI and it's, and it's done in a very subtle way very nice yeah, way yeah. You're not focusing on the arena, you're actually focusing on the story. Yeah,
0: but then you look at something like The Gladiator and then you go and watch Charlton Heston's Ben-Hur and you're just like, well, they did it without CGI, why did you need CGI? But it it doesn't harm, to me, visually it doesn't harm. Yeah, I mean, it's a crowd, it's not going to harm, yeah, Yeah, it's not going
1: to harm. The the aesthetic of the whole thing is, uh, is, is fine with me, it doesn't bother me yeah it, it really but, but with something where there's like too, too
0: many right so for, yeah. for me to just to kind of like put it put a you know wrap it up wrap this <laughs> this topic up because we shared it with with talking about music um for me I don't mind the CGI as long as it's being used um, to tell the story and not to replace the story okay if that makes sense that mean, yeah. because ready player one for example is is all CGI CGI but it works and it's gorgeous to look at. Avatar, same thing. It's all CGI, but it feels grounded. It Mm -hmm. feels authentic. It does not feel fake. Like you believe everything that you are watching. Um, You believe everything you are watching in Ready Player One. Um, So as long as it's being used as a companion to the story to help the story and not vice versa, I think I'm okay with it. Cameron, Cameron does a
1: really good job with CGI, by the way. Just, that's because, although people hate James Cameron a lot. No, but look at
0: Terminator 2, how well, oh, how my well it's goodness. aged. Oh goodness, that was revolutionary but at how, the time. Uh, you still watch it and it still looks good. Yeah, which reminds me again, I need to give you the James Cameron yeah. uh, story of science fiction because Cam- that documentary series is great. Are you ready for this? Ooh, I, I swear we should, should we, should, a, we should have like a jingle music. for this. No, like, you should
1: put like a, a, a
0: New Morricone Western kind of... Um, So this is the second chance segment of Script to Screen, um, um, where uh, either Had or I will pick a film, and we will try to convince each other as to why this film should be given a second chance. So this is done in, in the hopes of changing the toxic conversation surrounding movies. We want to convince the other party why this film is worth loving. Mm -hmm. um and so we've picked a film we're starting off a little soft because i don't necessarily dislike this film i just don't believe that it is as epic as everybody else says it is especially since i saw it uh, more than once um and the more i've seen it the more it's slightly let me down uh versus Had, who saw it more than once um and uh loves it even more um so we're starting off with this one. I think the next Second Chance episode will be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, um, so here we go. Um, I think uh, 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 the way this will go, since you're the one that's trying to convince me, you've got the floor. Go for it. And I'll rebuttal afterwards. All right. Let's try to make this as concise and as, as uh, to try. the point as possible.
1: Let's try. Let's try. So today we're talking about Black Panther. Black Panther. A movie I really enjoyed big time. And, and the first time I watched it in the movie theater, I loved it. And I watched it again actually a few days ago in preparation for this. <laughs> and I must say I loved it even more. Um, let's. I'm going to try to break it down a bit. Okay. Uh, bit by bit. So let's start with the, with the soundtrack we just listened to. Uh, musically, the film is uh, very relevant to mm-hmm. the topic mm-hmm. and the whole universe and uh, of Waka- the whole world, excuse me, of, of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creation of Wakanda itself makes it feel like a very realistic kind of country. It could exist. There could sure. be a Wakanda. Sure. And I love the marriage in Wakanda of the very traditional mm-hmm. uh, African kind of uh, feel to it. Plus the technological... Advances that they have in Wakanda because of the vibranium and whatnot. so that was a very interesting combination mm-hmm. so so visually uh, this leads to to something very visual where the movie is very beautiful to to look at okay very nice colors, also, and they all fall under an African kind of cultural thing. I do
0: agree, not to cut you off, I do Mm -hmm. agree there is a definite unification of all the
1: elements together. So So you want to look at costumes, you want to look at makeup, you also feel that Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And then let's look at performances. I think performances were top notch. They were very good performances. Michael B. Jordan had given us one of the best villains since Loki, in my opinion, because this came out pre-Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had motive. Uh, like him or hate him, I think you can understand his motives. You might, mm-hmm. Some people might even root for him to an extent mm-hmm. uh, about what he's doing. So the message is, is very relevant to what's happening uh, today. Uh, Chadwick Boseman as uh, T'challa. Black T'Challa, Black Panther, was magnificent. A very royal performance, mm-hmm. very humble. Uh, you see that this is a man who's recently been given the keys to the kingdom Mm -hmm. if if I can say that and uh, is you know seeing what to do should Wakanda be uh, exposed and 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 should the world be allowed to enter Wakanda or should it still be within its small you know uh, people thinking that it's a poor country and underdeveloped country and whatnot Uh, the action sequences were were really good I love the fight scenes uh I loved on a personal level. I love Andy Serkis, and I I really enjoyed his uh, performance as Ulysses Klaw. Mm-hmm. Short-lived, yeah. though. Yeah, in my true, opinion. True. He he could have, uh, but again, watching it again, his death uh, serves purpose to the story. It makes sense for people yeah. to to like Kill- Killmonger to to unite with him to see mm-hmm. what uh, T'Challa couldn't do. Sure. Uh, and I love the paternal, the the, the family story, the paternal sure, sure. story, and and the relationship between Shuri and uh, uh, Tachala. The mother. It it was a fun movie. It was a good movie. It made me think. It made me want to go to Wakanda. It mm-hmm. it, it made me dream a bit. I really had a very pleasant time watching the film. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the character is going to develop in future in ch- sure. films because yeah. it's that's always interesting. It wasn't 100% an origin story because he had popped up in right. Civil War. So the way they continued was for me very smart. Yeah. And and the direction was spot on. I loved the movie. Yeah.
0: So, it's very clear. So yeah. So <laughs> it's very clear. Okay. So here are my really quickly yeah. because we're we're the you know, we're we're playing against the clock now. Um here are my issues with the film. Again, and nothing that you mentioned um um i disagree with i think visually the film is very beautiful um i think the performances um uh, are are good i don't think they're they're stellar performances i think they're good performances um where i think the film lacked a little bit is um a in its length i think the film is a little too long um uh, narratively speaking it goes through a lull at some point and and it could have been a little bit more, uh, uh, um, uh, what was it? what's the word, urgent maybe, um, uh, and it wasn't. There wasn't a sense of urgency in the storyline as much as I would have hoped that there would be. And this is, I'm talking to you uh, from a second and third viewing kind of standpoint. Yeah. Um, uh, not all the fight sequences were, were really good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the car chase sequence. I love mm-hmm. the fight sequence in the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not like the final sequence between T'Challa and Killmonger. Mm-hmm. It is cartoony. It, the, you, the CGI is very evident there. Mm-hmm. And it it drew me out of the film on, on a second viewing. Um, you know, the, the subliminal messages of, of man versus woman also are slightly annoying in this case. It's, it's not a coincidence that all of the army, all of T'Challa's army is all women and all of the Jaburi and, and whatever are all men. Um, it couldn't have been intermixed or whatever, you know, for me, those are minor things that again, It's not that I don't like the film and it's not that I'm not curious as to um, where it's going to lead. I really hope opening up of Wakanda is going to lead to consequences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, it has in Infinity War, Mm -hmm. um, which is which is, you know, and I think um, uh, his his second in command or whatever her name is. I, I forgot her name.
1: The, from The She's the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the
0: general. She told. It, she says it in Infinity War. When I, you know, when we, when you, we decided that we were going to open up the walls of Wakanda. This is not what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's because it, they are now in danger. They're now, you know, uh, there's a danger, which I like because mm-hmm. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be this idealistic. Ah, oh, opening of Wakanda, nothing's going to happen. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. You know. Uh, so I am curious to see where this the second uh, film uh, leads. Um... But again, those minor things, uh, the length of the film, narratively, I think it could have been a lot stronger if it was a little bit more compact. Um, uh, Those things bother me a little bit Mm -hmm. and reduced it for me, but not to the point where, again, I do not hate the film. I just don't think it is as hypedastic as Mm everybody continues to say that it is. Um I think what it's done musically visually uh is, is a, a great step. Uh it's nice to have this uh, cultural uh, diversity in in, uh, in Marvel. So uh I'll give it a third chance. Okay, okay why
1: not? <laughs> by, by the way, I think I could be mistaken. I have to double check this and the internet connection isn't very good, but I think in the comics uh, his guards are are women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very yeah, par- yeah. So they have yeah, to yeah. also be sure. faithful sure, to. Sure,
0: sure, sure. Um, that sounded like cool, cool, cool. But sure, sure, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Um, uh, but again, the subliminal messages are there in the comics as well. Marvel yeah. has been known to be pushing these kind of ideologies uh, from from the get go. I mean, look at you know what's under Marvel. You've got the X Men. You've got you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ideologies mm-hmm. that is that are being spread in the comics. So. Um, uh, again, it's not that I don't like the film, I just don't think it's worthy of the hype that surrounded it. Okay. I to, That's me, it.
1: to me it it works because if you look at the whole picture, the
0: whole 360 thing. Sure. Yeah, it it could be. It, and you know what? Maybe the sequel will make me appreciate yeah. the 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 first film even Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um but th- again, this is kind of the point of the second chance. Mm-hmm. Um uh so I think this was a good Uh, 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 First film Kickoff for the second chance Um, uh, Yeah For me It's not that it doesn't work It's just There are things that Irk me in the film, um, and 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 that's about it. But I will try to give it a you know a second chance, maybe or a third chance uh, right before the release of of the, next the, the sequel. Man, yeah. So that way I'll kind of because it's it's a gap between this one and the next. Probably, I think
1: I, I, we have to see what's going to happen
0: with with uh, part Inf- four, yeah, yeah. of uh, uh, Infinity ugh, Avengers four.
1: Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Probably maybe entitled Endgame.
0: Game. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, I hope not. I, I read that cheesy that, like, title. Process. But it is. I would love for it be to just be called the New Avengers. The New
1: Avengers. But then it would point out to certain things which are evident.
0: Well, I mean, everybody knows them anyway. I mean, nobody's really doubting that Tony Stark and Chris Ev- and, and, and Steve Rogers are going to... You, you, you know, I, I don't
1: know why yesterday I was thinking about it. I have a percentage of doubt that they might... Stick su- su- One of them might—they might, st- they might yeah. surprise us with one Captain, of them. Captain, 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 I hope so, but but they might because they're known. Uh, yeah, in Marvel yeah. to like make you think something, yeah, and then yeah. kaboom, it's a different. Uh, a, a lot of people thought the characters would die. These in this characters one, yeah. in this movie, in this and movie, they didn't. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And on that, kaboom, we've reached the end of our show, so if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so at Alan Mahana and at... Hat solo, hat dot solo. Um, you messed that up. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us on a Friday. You can catch us tomorrow at 3 p.m. for a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour, um, which is our more newsworthy uh, kind of uh, episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally loving this new uh, format. I love Being on the air twice a week It's great, it gives us more time to talk about The things we want to talk about Um, And it keeps, uh, keeps us on our toes No, definitely,
1: it's fun I like how this is going and again, because I said this before Go listen to soundtracks, people
0: Yeah, listen to soundtracks And if, if you want, uh, uh, you know, uh, soundtracks But you don't know which ones to listen to You can check out our recommendations on our Facebook page On our Instagram And on our website, www.scripttoscreenpod.com mm-hmm. And you can also, uh, the website's full of other information That would be helpful for you guys as well uh, We might have some merch soon There's a lot of plans in the works yeah. A lot of plans in the works We're loving season five so far thank you for joining us we'll see you you'll hear us tomorrow we won't see you we'll see you eventually maybe you can can see us on the streets you can see us on the streets be like hey you're the script to screen guys and we'll be like hey you're right yeah that's us (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for joining us have a great weekend
1: I'm Alan and I am Hat Solo and together we can rule the galaxy Uh, that might take too much time. Let's talk about
0: films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard.